0: Welcome to Confessions of an Obese Child. This is a podcast that deals with early childhood trauma, disordered eating, binge eating, and more. We discuss self-loathing, triggering to binge eating, and then many post-weight loss topics like survivor's guilt, the body positive movement, and more. And we interview formerly overweight children as well. So please join us for another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. I hope today is a good day for you. Today we're going to talk about something that perhaps could be seen as a little depressing. And we're going to talk about how overweight the West is vis-a-vis or in relation to the rest of the world so i'm gonna go over some stats, but we we know we what do we know we know the 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 United States is morbidly overweight um the statistics which we're gonna go over in a second are are pretty astounding how bad things are in the United States, and we're gonna go over the average weight and average height of the man and woman in different continents to kind of give you. relation of it. But currently in the United States, the percentage of people who are overweight, which means more, less than 20% above their BMI. And look, I have problems with the body mass index, but we're going to use that as the, the reliable objective indicator is 73.9%. So three quarters of Americans are what we would, I guess, call chubby 20% above your BMI. So let's say 20% 20% above your 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 normal weight. So let's say you you should be you know 130 pounds for a woman, let's say, and uh, so overweight would be 20% above that. So that's 26, one two, one fifty six. So one thirty to one fifty six. If you're anywhere between there, then you're overweight. Now, more morbid obesity would be above 20% of the BMI. So in this case, you would be over 156 pounds. So morbid obesity in North America ranges to about 35%. So you're looking at three-quarters of North Americans, so this is going to be Canadians and Americans, are chubby. And then one in four are morbidly overweight. Okay, so let's go through some stats here. American women aged 20 and above weigh an average of 170.6 pounds, according to the Center for Disease Control, the CDC. 170 pounds. Height wise, the average adult female is 5 feet 3.7 inches. We'll round it 5'4. And her waist measures 38.2 inches. So, ladies, ladies in the house, This is the average, so let's find out uh, if you're above or below that. So the average weight is 170, the average height is 5.37 inches, and the average waist is 38.2. While these numbers may be the average, they are not a measure of health. One of the commonly used indicators of well-being is a person's BMI, which stands for body mass index. The BMI of the average woman in the U.S. is 29.6 which falls into the category of overweight. 29.6. Out of all American adults, more than two-thirds are deemed to be overweight or obese, which represents a worrying trend for nation's health. Yeah, it does, because we, we've talked about this in previous episodes of Holistic Health News, the sister podcast here, which is being, you know, awesome. this episode is, is on Holistic Health News as well as Confessions at the same time. And we know that obesity, what is it what does it lead to? Shorter life expectancy. Right? You're gonna die, you know, the average estimate is anywhere from between seven to ten years earlier, depending on what maladies you develop. And what, what maladies are you more likely to develop if you're you're overweight, especially if you're morbidly overweight? Cancer, diabetes, the metabolic syndrome, which would be high cholesterol and, and high blood pressure, right? heart attacks, strokes, kidney failure. I mean, Arthritis. I mean, it's just it's innumerable, the amount of diseases slash issues that we're more likely to get if we are overweight. So it is important to get our weight down. Now I have an earlier confessions of an obese child episode called uh, the Body Positive Movement. How it just how it's bad for us. And go to go to that video, or I'm sorry, go to that episode, because. If the statistical indicators were saying, oh, you know, being a heroin addict lowers your life expectancy by 10 to 15 years, or like smoking, right, smoking lowers your life expectancy 7 to 10 years as well, we would tell people not to smoke, right? That's the common prevailing view in the zeitgeist uh, for the last 20 years, right? Don't smoke. Smoking is bad for you, right? Okay, But being overweight is bad for you too. So what the body positive movement, and look, there, there are some benefits to it because we don't want people self-loathing, Oh, I'm a horrible fat piece of crap. But the, the 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 I guess the corollary of the body positive movement is I'm fat and I'm proud. You know, I I'm fat and I'm loving my body. I'm I accept who I am. Uh, we don't want that because all that's really going to happen is those people are going to stay overweight. They're probably going to gain more weight. And the irony, of course, is when you see these celebrities doing it, like um, Kelly Clarkson and you know Adele, who's losing weight right now. They'll they'll come out when they're overweight at the beginning and say, Oh, I'm body, you know, I love my body, I'm body, I'm proud, blah, 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 blah. And then they start losing the weight and then they come back later and they'll be like, Oh, you know, the cover of People Magazine. They get on the cover of People Magazine both times. And then when they come back, yeah, you know, I was really depressed during that time. And and they'll, 'cause they'll ask, Why'd you lose weight? I thought you were, you know, happy with your obesity. And like, well, you know, I was, but uh, you know, I either got a, a parasite <laughs> or or you know I was go through alcoholism or something and I just you know happened to lose some weight and you know I'm in a good place now too you know but really they always wanted to be skinny no overweight person wants to be overweight if they can choose it so this is an issue you know we we want to we want to lose the weight because again and we want our children to lose weight because it's the healthiest thing for because we want people to live all right so let's let's go through the Categories here. Actually, let's do the men really fast before we go through the nationwide. I'm sorry, the, the the worldwide statistics. Okay, so let's go over the male stats. So the average American man, 20 years and older, weighs 197.9 pounds. So we're about 20, 20, 30 pounds more than than the woman. The average waist circumference is 40 inches, 40 inches, and the average height is five feet nine. Well, I didn't know. I thought it was a little higher. So I'm I'm feeling a little good now because I'm six one and a half. So five feet nine. And we know uh, there is an episode that we did on Holistic Health News about, ooh, I don't know, about episode 140 called Heidism, The Benefits of Being Tall. And we talk about how tall people tend to be seen as more competent. They get better jobs. They get better uh, people to breed with and have healthier, taller, more beautiful offspring. So, yeah, there are benefits to being tall. But that's not to say, you know, being 5'9 isn't going to lead to a successful life. My brother is around that height, and he's very successful. You look at Kevin Hart and Tom Cruise and these short actors, and they're doing well. So average American man, 198 pounds. Average waist is 40, and average height is 5'9". So you men listening, compare yourself to that. All right, so let's look at... At world statistics here in terms of where we in North America, assuming you're not listening to this over in the Commonwealth, what your health, BMI, and so forth is compared to these other places. Okay, so let's look. So if we compare. Continent-wise, and this would be better video like on YouTube. We're going to look at percentage of people overweight in different continents. So as I mentioned, in North America, we're about 74%. In Asia, 24%. Look at that. A third less. Now, actually, in Asia, it is increasing. If you go to China, Japan, there's articles about this, how because we're bringing McDonald's and fast food, and and, and the West is coming to the East, the Orient, as we used to call it. Um, Their obesity is rising, but still, 24.2 is not bad. Europe. 55.6. Okay, these are overweight. Again, overweight means at least 20 pounds, I'm sorry, 20% above the average weight that they should be, so chubby. Chubby or much more than chubby. Africa, 29%, so pretty, pretty, pretty good. Latin America, including the Caribbean, 58%. North America, okay, 74%. Oceania, so this is going to be Polynesia, Samoa, the Hawaiian Islands, Tahiti, 63%. Now, some of that is because um, the Samoans, if you ever watch Moana, <laughs> the Samoans, if you look at uh, The Rock, um, they tend to be bigger people. They tend to just be just bigger bigger weighted people. And then the world averages out to about 34%. So let's go over this again. Asia, percentage of people overweight, 24%. Europe, let's put these in order. So North America is 74% followed by Oceania, which is 63%, then Latin America at 57, Europe at 56, Africa at 29, and Asia at 24. Okay, so let's look at some stats in terms of obesity in the world, but we're going to look at specific countries and compare them to the United States. So as I already mentioned, the in the United States, the average male weight's about one hundred and ninety six pounds, and the average female weight's about one hundred and sixty nine so about twenty seven pound difference so let 's compare other countries and see how the u s is doing and as you can imagine <laughs> the u s is not doing well so let 's start with uh, the men okay so the united states one hundred and ninety six right. now this is going to be in no particular order. I guess I could put these in particular order why not why not so number two in terms of uh I guess fattest would be the UK and Wales at 185 pounds. Then after that you're looking at Finland 181 pounds. Okay. Then you're looking at Sweden 181, Germany 181, and then we we'll go for a little drop Canada's 177 and then we're looking at Brazil at 160, South Korea at 150. And so forth. Those are the main countries. So America is is we on average the biggest. Now for for men, I think it's a little tougher to gauge because you can have like look at Finland. Finland is pretty renowned to have big strapping men, and they're 181 pounds. So they're, they're I mean they are 15 pounds less than we are. Uh, but I take it they're not they're less overweight. So maybe the female one is a, is a probably a better indicator because females as a whole don't put up a lot of muscle unless you know even though despite the the gym phenomenon now where you see women putting on muscles and so forth as a whole uh, when women when we look at these kind of just gross objective numbers not gross as in disgusting but as opposed to net numbers gross numbers if we look at these numbers uh, it it's a more indication if they're obese or not because again women don't put on muscle and so muscle muscle can make these guys heavier so the United States is the the, the fattest in terms of women. We we are at 168 pounds. So let's look at the drop. The next country is going to be the UK Wales at 152 pounds. That's the average woman over the age of 20. Then if you go from there, and then we're going to go to Sweden, 147. Hmm? Sweden, Swedish women are taller. Germany, 148. Chile, 148. Brazil, 137. Belarus, which is a former Soviet republic next to Russia, 123. These are a little out of order now. France, 138. South Korea, 124. So clearly the United States has an obesity problem. It has an obesity problem. Uh, Not just with the women, because the women's numbers are a little easier to kind of like analyze, but... Overall, we have an obesity problem, guys, and this is a major problem. the Ameri- The average American woman should not be weighing one hundred sixty eight pounds when she is five foot three point seven. So she's five four. Let's round up. You're five four at one sixty eight, one seventy. Uh, that's overweight. You know that that that's not good. That's not good for for all women. And it's not good for their health and their long-term health and their quality of life and uh, and so forth. And, and, and I mean, not to mention how it can affect your your dating prospects, your, your marriage prospects, uh, the social stigma behind obesity, and so forth. And the same thing for the men. They may, the male obesity is a problem. We know it is a problem, as I mentioned. Two-thirds of Americans are deemed overweight and a third are, are, are considered obese. So, look, like, this is a major problem. And, like, I think I can speak from... From uh, not not a position of like expertise, but a, a position of empathy, because I've gone through this. As you guys know, I used to be morbidly overweight. I was about two hundred and eighty pounds at age fourteen. At that at that rate, I was going to. I mean, I I talk about this in the Confessions of an Obi book, and I talk about it in the podcast episode, probably episode eighteen. I it used to be called Dark Night of the Soul, but I think I changed it to to suicidal ideation and cutting, something like that, something negative. But I had talked about how. I planned to, to kill myself. I, I, I attempted it in high school because it was a very bleak time. Uh, but I I didn't see or I didn't foresee myself losing any weight. And I knew at this pace, based on my binge eating and so forth, that I was probably going to be you know, easily 350, 400 by my mid-20s if I was 280 at 14. And so at that point, I mean, I kind of resigned myself to I was probably going to kill myself. So. I lost the weight, and I've kept it off for 28 years. And I'm not saying that in terms of bragging. I'm just saying it as a a fact. It's a fact. And I've had to overcome a lot. Uh, If you listen to the Confessions of an Obese Child podcast series, uh, go through all those episodes. You know, history with with disordered eating, right? Binge eating disorder, orthorexia, uh, exercise addiction, all these things. But I've, I've been able to do it. And if you read Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior, the new book, um, I talk about some of the the, the, the biohacks that I've used in the last 28 years to keep it off. But I did it. So I know where you're at if you're overweight right now. And again, if, if we're talking to the typical uh, American, you're overweight. right? Uh, you can do it. You can do it. It does take, of course, self-discipline. But nowadays, guys, it's the easiest it's ever been. I did it in 1990. And now we have bariatric surgery. If you want to do the surgical route, and yes, there's complications to it, but you have bariatric surgery, but you have fasting and keto. I mean, these and these are things that will make it so much easier for you to shed the pounds if you want to do it naturally. So we need to do it because our health and the health of our children and our quality of life and longevity are, are all tied to this guys. So look, if, I don't want to use the old cliche, which is very hackneyed, right? If I can do it, you can do it. But if I can do it, you can do it. Okay. It is possible for you to lose the weight and maintain it. And understand, you know, with weight loss, about 90% of people who lose more than 50 pounds regain it or gain more after the fact. Okay. So weight management is very difficult because a lot of people use fad diets or starvation or whatever to lose the weight, but they never do the deep work. I recommend if you go to Naturopathic Growth, my website, there's a nine-part blog series I did probably a year ago called How I Lost Over 100 Pounds and Kept It Off for 28 Years. And uh, in there I talk about like the, the most fundamental thing that you need to do is change your paradigm. You have to change the paradigm for you to keep that weight off. That's neither here nor there. That's another episode. So, guys, try to lose the weight if you're overweight. If you're not overweight, you know, God bless you. That's great. We keep it up. And, of course, you know, we are responsible for our kids' health. The number one thing that we're responsible for our kids is that for them to get to 18 in a healthy weight, in a healthy psychological state as best as we can and as best well-educated in general uh, with schooling as we can. I mean, their their physical health is definitely tied. I mean, that's one of the things that, that we – are beholden to as parents, right? When kids are four, five, six, they don't know anything about eating. They just eat till they, they're no longer hungry. So when you have overeating eight-year-olds, and nine-year-olds, you know there's early childhood trauma. There's something that threw off the thermostat. So we are responsible for teaching them good eating habits. Nobody else's, it's, it's nobody else's responsibility. It's your brood, it's your job. Because we don't want our kid to get to 18 years old and be morbidly overweight because you're putting on the road to diabetes and cancer and so forth. And I know you love your kids. So if you have any eight, nine, 10 year olds who are a little overweight, you got, you got to intervene. Now you really have to intervene now, but I mean, America's overweight and the West is overweight and we need to, we need to nip it in the bud. I mean, not just for like your, your microcosmic individual self, but if you look at like public health policy, uh, it's a major problem. How much money we're spending on, on obesity. So guys, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out the articles. I have a lot of articles and food recipes that would probably help you lose weight. A lot of gluten-free and 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 um, dairy-free recipes. If you if you want to help out the podcast, and I know some of you might be upset by this episode, but you know, I sometimes I have to be cruel to be kind. And you know what I'm saying is true. If you want to support us, click on the PayPal link and donate one time or monthly. I'll be generous if you can. Another way you can help is by the the books, The Confessions of an Obese Child book. You can either buy it on paperback or ebook and then Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior, which I just released. You can find those on Amazon. Click on the link. If you want some one-on-one coaching, if you just need a guru to help you out, uh, click on the Clarity FM link, and we can talk for $1. sixty-six a minute, which is pretty cheap. And we can talk 15 minutes, 30 minutes, once a week, once a month, never, whatever you want, just click on it. And if you want to help us out on a passive way, Go to Naturopathic Earth and click on the food recipe articles and click on the Amazon link, and that takes you to Amazon. And anything you buy within 24 hours, we get 2% commission at no expense to you. And, of course, the podcasts. We have the essential oil and herbal apothecary. Right now we just did one on thyme and vanilla oil. And then, of course, Holistic Health News is our flagship and Confessions of an Obese Child is the oldest one. So please subscribe to all three and post an honest review and share with others. Until next time, God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Confessions of an OB's Child. If you'd like to reach us, find us at our Facebook page, Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News. Until next time, take care.